Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to Talking Points. This is your host, Brian Kelly, The Points Guy. This episode may feature offers that are subject to change and are offered by our advertising partners. ThePointsGuy.com is a free website, so we do advertise in order to generate revenue. For a full listing of our advertising policy, go to ThePointsGuy.com slash advertising. We've had airline CEOs, CMOs, but never chief digital or information officer. So today we've got Linda Jojo from United Airlines. Thanks for joining us, Linda. Hi, Brian. Great to be here. So do you want to tell listeners what they can look forward to, the the key things they should be excited about on the new app? Yeah. Well, you know, this app is actually, it's the number one uh, airline app in, in both app stores. And so some folks say, why would you ever change it? And we're changing it because we want to really make this better for our customers, especially customers that may not fly a lot. Uh, and when they open the app up, uh, it's actually harder to navigate today because it doesn't work like other apps do. So we spent time talking to lots of customers, not just global services in 1K, but general members and folks that fly us only once or twice a year, and really said, how can we help de-stress your experience? And so what you'll see with the new app is, first of all, we're not taking anything away. So if there's a special feature that you love, it's still going to be there. But on day of travel, it's going to look different. 48 hours before you travel, uh, we'll actually get you ready for check-in. And then once you have checked in, your boarding pass will be very but easy. But can you check in at 48 hours or no? It's still the 24? It's still 24. That's yeah. But it'll just... Get you ready. You can start to see the, the app will start to change 48 hours before you fly. Thanks for clarifying. Then 24 hours before travel, you'll be able to check in. Once you check in, your boarding pass will be there. And then even once you get on the aircraft, it'll look different in terms of getting easy access to entertainment. And then once you land, uh, really easy access to track your bags if you if you check them. So even if you're an infrequent United flyer, you should download the app. Absolutely. Uh, because and, and the entertainment thing is interesting. I actually just have started doing this. I normally download my own stuff on my laptop, but uh, what is you know the, the strategy with the entertainment? And I, I know it's not a focus of the the new features release, but I do find right. it fascinating the streaming. And so anyone who's flying United can stream. So, the entertainment, or is it only on certain providers? So in-flight entertainment, which has been around yeah. uh, airplanes for a long yeah. time, uh, usually just served up in a seat back um, uh, dedicated console. Now what we're saying is that you can actually get that from your mobile device, whatever dice that is. But actually, technically, it's working the same way. It's actually looking at a series of content that's actually in the belly of the aircraft. So whether it's a GoGo or Panasonic plane, you can stream entertainment through the yeah. app. So it's yeah the wi-fi is one thing yeah. and in-flight entertainment is another so panasonic oh, does so both so you don't even need to be connected to the wi-fi well no. you have it, it, that's it how actually, you actually it uses wi-fi but yeah, you don't have to you don't, you don't have, have to, to you don't pay for anything right. it's, that's just a connection but right. on either provider it will pull the same the entertainment onto the app yeah got it 
I know I'm such a frequent okay. traveler, but in, in certain things like that, I'm so silly. Like it, it was literally end of 2018 where I first started to stream through my phone because I was bored one day and I, I started watching old episodes of Bourdain, which made oh me really gosh. sad. He was such a such a gem. But anyway, so I know one of the things I like, you know, I'm an Instagram hound and, you know, we scroll vertically and that's a big UX feature of the app. And um, was right. that because we live in the Instagram age and that vertical? And I guess yeah, most apps are like most that, Most apps. Right? Yeah. I would say Instagram and pretty much any app that you probably have on your phone yeah. is a vertical scroll. And the old and United the, was, was a left to right a, yeah. uh, left to right scroll. So if we hand the the old United app, the old app, the existing app, to a customer who does who's never seen it before, they actually have a little bit of a tough time finding things. So what our new app does is start to act and feel like the best apps on your phone. It scrolls up and down. It also has a a bar at the bottom of the screen where you can easily get to your trips. Uh, You can easily check flight status. You can book a flight all right from the very bottom part, which will stay static. And what are some of the other features that you think are are pretty nifty in the new app. Yeah, well, so um, let's think about the fact that you have a connecting flight. Maybe you're coming through Newark. And um, I'm here in New York. If you if you fly in and out of Newark, it's kind of you, you know how to do it. Uh, but if you're not from, from, from the city and you're connecting through Newark it, and maybe you don't fly very much, that can be an intimidating airport. So if you have to get from C-71 to C-135, um, we want to be able to quickly show you how to do that. So the app... Um, there will be a map that will come up once you land for your connection that will show you how to get from one gate to the other. That's very cool. And just wrapping up on the new app, anything else you want to let people know yeah. about the new app or that you're proud of? or Well, you know, we're talking about the new app right now because that user interface is changing because of this this contextual uh, front screen based on where you are on the journey. But we have been and will continue to add uh, lots of features. So some of the newer things that we've added that you can see today and we'll see in the new app are when uh, it's time to board, we'll actually push a notice to you that says we're now boarding. So you can, you now know it's time to leave the club or your favorite corner of the of the gate area and get ready. No more waiting in line until yeah. till that starts. You want to tell everyone how you start the boarding yeah. in the system and app? Yeah. So yeah, at some point a customer needs to get on the flight. So the first time a customer actually scans their boarding pass, we will now send that message to everybody else using the app that's on that flight. So this that is says, a real boarding. Begin yeah. boarding. It is actually a scan, you know, into our into our main systems that actually generates that uh, that real time notification through the app. So that's the begin boarding process. If for some reason that time has changed, by the way, we will update the boarding pass. We got another clap for that, I believe. Uh, so I think there's that. Other things that have been starting to creep in um, that I think we're really proud of, we're so proud of it, we didn't want to wait until the big release here to do. Uh, one is uh, for those that are expert flyers, and I really care about fare classes and how many seats are available per fare class. Most people listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> which might be why I brought it up. Um, uh, you can now actually see that. If you go uh, into advanced search, uh, you can get into what we call expert mode and see all that detail uh, right now. So that's uh, that's available. The other thing is that we know that the, the reality 
reality of, of, of airlines and, and travel is that flights don't always go out when they're, when they're scheduled to go out. There are disruptions, whether it's weather or air traffic control delays. Uh, and so um, we want to make sure that we're really transparent about this. And so uh, we like to think that every flight has a story. And so if there is a change, we don't say operational difficulties anymore. We will tell you the reason why your flight is delayed and what we're doing about it. So, for example, if the inbound aircraft is delayed due to weather, we will let you know that we're actually going to swap that aircraft for something else. And so while you may be leaving 20 or 30 minutes later than the original schedule time, that's a better departure Mm -hmm. than if we had waited for your original aircraft to come in. I know for myself... I'm a little bit of a control freak. Um, <laughs> Join the club, I like Linda. to be in control, and I like to know what's going on and make my own yeah. decisions. And so if we can give you that information, that should allow you to, to, actually, to actually do that. And it's great for our employees. Mm-hmm. Um, they want our customers to have the best information so that, um, you know, everybody having good information on what's going to happen is going to allow us to focus on how we get that, that when that plane comes in, get it back out again and get everybody back on time. And speaking of control, I love being able to control my own destiny without having to call and speak yeah. on phone, especially during those times. So the United app will also track luggage um, yes. and let you know when the your bag is loaded or where it is. Now, one of the things I would love to see is whether you're admitted, you know, the Polaris lounges are amazing. The new one in LAX is opening up very soon. But sometimes the agents are confused with star and who's eligible. So I would love to see in the app that logic of you're eligible for Polaris or you should actually go to this lounge because it's closest to your gate. There was a lot of great things this morning. For me, one of the best parts is here we had really passionate, real live United customers, uncurated, if you will. uh, And they gave us a lot of great ideas. That was one of them, not just because it was yours, Brian, (laughs) um, but that was one of them to say, how can we make that part of the process even better? That would be cool to see in your lounge. like. you know, a cool Polaris badge. Like today, you can go to the Polaris Lounge when you leave Newark yeah. or whatever. I'm going to let the user interface designers decide what it looks like, but the concept we'll go with. And and on the uh, the topic, uh, the other thing I was saying is, um, if your flight's delayed or canceled, you can rebook in the app. You can. On other flights. And yep. as uh, Zach on our team noticed, there's some creative options that come up. So. Uh, is that and that's obviously featured in the new app as well. Mm-hmm. So you know what happens. Obviously, the the last thing you want to do is is uh, cancel a flight. And so, you know, we we cancel very 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 few flights in a, in the single digit percentage marks. But when it does happen, now you have a plane full of people that we're trying to get somewhere. And you know, the good news uh, for for those of us in the airline industry is the planes are full. Right. And so rating for the next routing that is exactly the same as the one you're on uh, might take a long time. So, yeah, we can get creative and we might send you to um, I think he was Bozeman, Montana, Montana's. L.A., Bozeman, Bozeman, yeah. <laughs> New York. You know, but well, the pick idea up a couple is extra miles along the way, which is, you know, uh, just an listeners added bonus. of talking yeah. points. Speaking of earning miles. So United has another app, the Mileage Plus X yeah. app. Yeah. Um, for those people who don't know what that is listening at home, why should they download that? Well, uh, for those of you that love to get points for uh, everyday purchases, um, it's just a fantastic app. And, I, you know, I guess I'll give you uh, probably the example that I use most frequently. I, I do uh, tend to enjoy Starbucks coffee. And so uh, and I love the perks that, that Starbucks has. So I want to purchase using one of their cards. Uh, so what you would do is you'd actually go to the Mileage Plus X app you would actually purchase um, effectively a Starbucks gift card through the app, um, you know, depending on things. But let's just say you bought a $50 gift card. 
you'd get 60 or 62 mm-hmm. points um, that would then, you know, go into your mileage plus. So you're going to get the, you're going to buy the coffee anyway. You're going to so reload your car. buy the gift car, card, buy the, the gift mileage card. plus app. Yeah. You sound like a points girl. Yeah. And you can <laughs> even, uh, this is, um, this is screaming fast. That's a yeah. technical term. And so um, it, for some of the stores that we have, and they change all the time, so I'm not going to quote any mm-hmm. of them, but you can actually go in and let's just say you're ready to make a purchase and it comes down to $38.42. You can buy a gift card for $38.42. Oh, wow. Right then and there and then use it at the register, even in person. So mm-hmm. it's not just online shopping. Yep. Instant gift cards Instant through the Mileage Plus X app. Great tip. Yeah. That's your tip of the day. And what's your Starbucks drink? You know, I am I like Mistos. I'm a simple girl. <laughs> uh, so coffee and steamed milk is what I that's usually simple. almond milk. But I, I'm a rocket fuel kind of guy. I'm, I'm cold okay. brew with a splash of almond milk. That's okay. When I really, really, really need going. to get going, I make it a red eye and put a shot in. But yeah. Speaking of red eyes, do you like or hate red eyes, <laughs> the flights? They are a necessary part of people in our industry, Especially right? Especially living in I Chicago. Mean, time is so valuable, right? You know, so, I feel sorry for Chicagoans because you never, like from New York to LA, I, I enjoy, you know, a six-hour flight, live flat bed, PS service. And Chicago, you guys kind of, you know, you have long flights, but not quite long enough. And Yeah, but you have the, the time zone isn't quite as different that's either. That's true. So I, it's very doable. I've done many a San Francisco to Chicago and then still made it into the office to for, for the la- go, go, I, go. I was in L.A. for the launch of Polaris, the media flight with Oscar. And uh-huh. I flew on the 1 a.m. red eye that got in at 6 a.m. I mean, it was such yeah. an awkward, but yeah. it was worth it because... Polaris. Have, have, how many times have you flown Polaris internationally? Have you had a chance to really um, the the real the new Polaris? Yeah, um, internationally once. Yeah, mm. just once. I'm doing it. Uh, I'm going to Tel Aviv in May, and now there's a choice of the 787 or the 777. There so you go. We had a little debate the other day on which is better. I think I'm going to go 787 just because I like the quietness in yeah, the new cabin. Yeah, an amazing, amazing aircraft, isn't it? It is, and I what? hear it's an amazing city. Have you ever been to Israel? No, but it's actually on my list this year, too. It's amazing. Well, now you guys fly from Dulles and Newark, right? We're and about San Francisco. To. I think it's yeah. uh, this spring sometime we fly out of Dulles, well, yeah. Lots of options. Yep. Let's take it back a second. So you've been at United now for almost five years? Yeah, that works. Yeah. Or so thereabouts. Four and, and five. Yeah. four and five. Yeah. And you've taken on more and more responsibility. How did you get into technology at an airline? Yeah. Well, we'll start with the technology part. I am one of those people that has some really crafty relatives. My uncle in particular and my father were really all about making sure this young girl who seemed to like math and science was going to stay that way, which is not always the Mm -hmm. case. And so I have a computer science undergrad before it was like the thing to do. So I've been in technology my whole career. I've worked for companies with big global footprints and I have uh, millions and millions of miles as a, as a customer and so the opportunity to come to a place like United Airlines, especially one where I could see that technology was really something that we could do a lot better than we were doing and would make a difference for our customers and our employees, it was kind of too hard to pass up. You have wide scope at United. So what are the, like, like, what are the yeah. two biggest initiatives that will, that will define your career in 2019, Whoa. would you say? Is Oscar listening? <laughs> he um, might be. Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, for sure um, we are going to continue um, on a lot of the things that we're doing already. So this app for our customers and really how do we de-stress the customer experience, That's this app is actually – a very big part of the year and what we what we launch now is not the last launch of the app it'll be changing 
you know, not necessarily every week, but very often we will continue to improve. And if we find things that people would prefer to do differently, we'll make those changes too. Um, but the other part of great customer service is how do we make sure our employees have the tools that they can do to do their jobs? And so um, we've spent a lot of time rolling out uh, devices to all of our frontline employees. We have about 60,000 devices that are out, whether it's flight attendants, pilots, gate agents, or mechanics have iPads. What kind iPads. of devices do they, is um, it all Apple? Or? Yeah, they're mostly Apple. We have some Android on, in, uh, on the ramp area, but they're mostly Apple. Um, this way we can actually share a lot of the same code from a from a from with my programming hat on and my mm-hmm. cost focus hat on if I can develop do you it still once. Get, do you still get on the computer and write some code if necessary? Oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely. They don't let me anywhere near it. <laughs> Even when it's time to, like, look for problems, they try and, like, keep me away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where should people submit feedback? When they get the app or when they have great ideas, what's the best way that the tech team and the development team actually make sure they see that? We've got a button right on the app right now, um, and so we'd love for people to send that in. I think the thing to remember um, is uh, that classic disclaimer. We aren't able to get back to everyone on everything, and that's uh, we try to, but we can't always do that. Um, and we really have, and I love this challenge, but it is a challenge in that we are developing something for people who are very expert. I know that's who the people I'm listening that are listening more likely today. Very expert, experts in travel, experts in United, know how to, to manage through the process, as well as people that are taking their one flight a year for vacation. And so how do you balance usability between those two things is actually one of the, 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 the needles that we have to thread. So... And, and on that topic, though, it is on your roadmap, I know we discussed earlier today, to have the GPUs and upgrade yep. availability featured on this on the app at some point. So That's you right. can be on the app and searching for flights and see which ones have space-available upgrades. or And then apply your upgrade, yeah. In the app. Mm-hmm. So less cost. But that, that won't be right away, but hopefully in the near future. In the very near future. Very near future. Oh, so earlier she said near future. Now I just got very near. So I'm going to read between the lines. Uh, well, Linda, you've got a lot to do. Thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Uh, congratulations on the app. Um, it looks really sleek. You're going to fly us more this year because of our app, aren't you, Brian? I think so. Yeah. And and being able to route myself via Bozeman, Montana on my L.A. hops. That's, there you that's go. That's the real. There you <laughs> go. Who knew? Thanks for coming, Linda, and safe travels. Thanks. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, that was an interesting talk with Linda Jojo of United. And now we've got our own United expert. Some, primarily me, would call him a United fanboy, (laughs) million-miler. The one, the only, Zach Honig of the Point I always Sky. have to defend this. United is my beat. I think you even assigned that beat, Brian. I know. I just like making fun of you, <laughs> Zach. Why do you like United so much? I Well, the, really the reason that I, I love United so much is because it's pretty easy to upgrade your flights. And so I've, I feel like I've mastered the upgrade system. 
I almost exclusively book economy fares in, in the W fare class, which is the minimum and cheapest fare class you need to buy in order to upgrade. And then I look for it's now PZ space using expert mode, which we'll, we'll get into a little bit, I'm sure. Can we get into expert mode, Ryan? Is that something that's going to come up? <laughs> it's already over my head. Oh, my okay. God. Because you actually know way more about points than I do. Wait, no. did I just say that? <laughs> Like, cut no. that in post. Just yeah. kidding. Everyone knows that I'm just the beautiful figurehead of this company. All right, Zach, let's just cut into it. Uh, today, United, they announced this new app. What are your thoughts on this u- new United refresh? Well, first, when I when I heard that United was updating the app, I, I was a little bit nervous because I, I feel like United has what, what's you know arguably the, the best airline app. And so it's all self-contained in the within the app. So you know, with uh, American Airlines, for example, I, I experienced this with certainly Hawaiian and even JetBlue. Some of the options within the app actually takes you to a, a website. Yep. Essentially, everything within United is is within the app, which is great. It's very responsive. Uh, you don't need to wait for a web page to load, and there's just a lot of functionality. So uh, expert mode, which. I should probably explain what expert Let's mode is. Let's just get into we talk about mode it. right now because you're so freaking excited about it. We so, can't go anywhere else. Before this you- is, I think, probably the hands down the coolest feature of the app and the website. And so uh, we recently acquired Expert Flyer, which functions in a similar way. It gives you all the available fare classes. There's a lot of other functionality through Expert Flyer as well. Mm-hmm. But what I use that for is identifying flights that have instant upgrade space. And what that means is if I book an economy fare, I can either use miles and a cash copay or apply an upgrade certificate, which is what I do, and confirm business class at booking. And so, so basically tells you what's what's the uh, fare class for upgradable. Like, so there's two status like levels. W. Uh, no, well, yeah. So it used to be R mm-hmm. was the fare class. It recently changed to PZ okay. because the R fare class is now used for the premium plus premium economy product. If you were a rapper, your name should be PZ. PZ Zach, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to be PN Zach though because PN availability is you know far. It goes far beyond PZ. And so uh, PN is exclusively for global services members. Mm. And so if you've reached that t- tier above 1K. And does United or does Expert Flyer show these? No, they don't show the, these fare classes. Mm. Um, so you can see the revenue fare classes, but you cannot see PN and PZ. So you need to go into your log into your account, go into your profile page, and you'll see an option all the way at the bottom to click a checkbox. And there's some disclaimers there. I've, I can't recite them on the Mm -hmm. podcast, but once you read the disclaimers, you can click to accept expert mode. And when it's enabled on the website, it'll then be enabled in the app. And then every time you log in before a search, you'll see all of those fare classes pop up. So someone wants to go to Bora Bora or to Tahiti and they want to buy the cheapest United fare class, which would be W. W. Yeah. Well, the cheapest is G. Okay. So So using expert mode, how would someone listening go on and find what's available using a mile to upgrade using a mileage copay right well so now that it's available within the app i find that the app is a lot faster than united.com but what would the fare class be to upgrade so you need to book w or higher and And then then what pz pz available so in expert flyer mode you're going to search for pz for international flights yeah pz so domestic international any any upgradable flight easy Uh, pz easy pz oh that has not occurred to me. It's a little embarrassing. I haven't thought of easy peasy until Brian just said it. But um, That's why they pay me the big bucks. Easy PN, too. So that PN fare class, there's much more availability. And so uh, I've, I have a few friends that are, have global services status with United, and they are generous enough to share their upgrades a lot of the time. And so uh, even for, for Julian's flight, Julian Keel did a review of um, business on the 757. I think it was San Francisco to Newark. 
and there was no PZ space, so my upgrades were, were useless. Mm. But there was plenty of PN, so I just asked one of my friends to, to upgrade his flight. So we paid about, I think, $200 for a last-minute business class ticket from San Francisco to Newark it's not rather so, than 1600 That's not so bad. Well, how do you and, – and in general, I know it varies by route – like, does United release PN space or PZ space – or no, PZ space closer to departure? Yeah. So you'll see PZ pop up uh, kind of last minute. You know, if, if, it's, if there are a lot of seats available for sale, um, usually within, you know, two, does it, maybe one does day Does it map departure. to award – like, saver award space? Sometimes. So you'll never see uh, a saver award space without also seeing upgrade space. Got it. So that's another way to search uh, if you don't have too much time. If you're trying to, to look at the calendar view, you can search for an entire month at a time by searching for a word space. If you see a word space, you'll definitely have upgrade space too. So back to the original question. You like Flying United because they make it pretty easy to upgrade, whether it's with instruments from elite status or miles and a cash copay. Yeah, definitely. And I, I flew uh, at least 150,000 miles, I think, with United last year. Maybe 127,000. But I spent just over the $12,000 requirement to earn 1K status. You mean the points guy paid for Red Ventures? Very, very low discounted economy fares. <laughs> um, and I we used paid a lot it, of yeah. upgrade certificates to, to um, in the long run, finally earn Premier 1K. All right. Let's get into – and United, I will say, I mean, using United.com is the best for searching award availability. They, most Starlines partners are shown versus, you know, Delta where it's a – yeah. Who the heck knows what you're going to get? Well, American still lacks ma- major, major partners. So United is the best of the of the major three for sure. And we usually recommend searching for availability on United.com, even if you're planning to book through Aeroplan mm-hmm. uh, or Avianca. Now let's talk about what do we value United Miles and what do you value United Miles at? So there's a little bit of a disconnect there. We value United Miles at, at 1.4 cents. And that, so that does seem low. It's it's a little low. It just I mean it really depends because a lot of people end up redeeming their miles for domestic flights, and so you They're might not smart TPG readers. I've never not once have I used uh, miles for a domestic economy award. Um, I might be lying. Okay, maybe I did years ago, but now I save all my miles for premium cabin travel, mm-hmm. uh, mostly international, and so uh, there's there's definitely some crazy sweet spots out there. Um, my, Dish. This is yeah. this is your chance. This is talking points. My my favorite ever redemption was for Thai Airways first class. I flew um, from Auckland, New Zealand to Sydney in business on Air New Zealand on the triple seven. So I got a live flat seat there. Then I got nine hours on a Thai seven forty seven in first class for forty thousand miles. Right, forty thousand miles. You, I remember when that went kind of viral. That it was, was crazy. Is that still available? Well, so we published that post and then. The very next round of devaluations, uh-huh. it went up to sixty-five thousand, which I think is still a very good deal yeah. considering how much time you get. But you know, you, what? So United biz, you know, U.S. to Europe seventy k one way, yeah, pretty good uh, availability. Well, so it's sixty thousand if you're on United, United Metal, mm-hmm. uh, but you'll find more availability on partners. Uh, you know, I, I see a lot of availability on Lufthansa, and so that's seventy thousand miles each way. And uh, you know, some airlines are egregious with the fuel surcharges. Yeah. Especially transatlantic, you know, American and BA, Iberia are egregious. Uh, Delta is now being very naughty. Where does United stand with fuel so surcharges? So right now, I don't know if United's eating the fuel surcharges or if they have some kind of different relationship, but currently they're, they don't charge fuel surcharges at all on any of their partners. So you'll pay a few more miles, you know, if you're flying a partner airline than you will with United's own metal, but you're saving many, many hundreds of dollars, uh, you know, especially on transatlantic flights. So, you know, if you book uh, business or first class through Aeroplan on Lufthansa to Europe, 
You know, it wouldn't be unheard of to see fuel surcharges in, in the, you know, the thousand yeah. dollar plus range. Um, so you don't have to pay any of that. You just pay the regular airport uh, taxes like you would with a United Award. And the beauty of United, if you, even if you don't fly United, I fly them sometimes, but I transfer in from Chase. So talk to us about the best Chase cards for accruing yeah, and transferring so to United. I, my go-to um, is still the Chase Sapphire Reserve. And so with the Sapphire Reserve, it's 3x, so essentially 3 United miles per dollar on all dining and travel. So even subway passes Which beats and Ubers and United purchases uh, yeah. than any of the co-brands. What do, what do you think of United co-brand credit cards? The Explorer is their mid tier and so club. I have the Explorer card and the Club card, and I don't really. Why need, do you have both? Well, I got the Explorer card. I don't know how many years ago, and it's it's been open for quite a long time, and so I, I think I could downgrade it to that. Uh, the, the no fee one, right? The that no would be fee the one. smart. That's what right, we would I advise. Need, I need to get on that for sure. But I would say uh, if you don't fly United all that often, get the Explorer card. There's also the Club card. It's four hundred and fifty dollars, but you get a full membership to the United Club, and so you get all the benefits of of just purchasing an outright club membership, and it's a little bit less expensive. And what uh, do you, what's the state of United clubs these days? Is there like do they have cool it's millennial such a mixed guacamole bag. bars like American. Actually, or? now that you mention it, I so I just uh, recently flew on the 78710 from Los Angeles to Newark. And before my early morning flight, I went to the United Club in LAX and they have all new food. So it's hmm. things that I hadn't seen before. The lounge situation in Newark is horrendous and it doesn't because yeah what's a, well so they took their main club and turned it into a polaris lounge which is great if you're flying long haul international in business class and can get in if you're not even if you're a global services member on a premium transcontinental flight you can't use the polaris lounge you have to be going international mm-hmm. and so you're limited to the united clubs and there's only one permanent location there's two pop-ups and one of the pop-ups, is, I feel like, has been open for a couple of years. When you think <laughs> pop-up, you think, like, oh, I, like, yeah. I can live with this for a week or two. Um, yeah. But two years in, I, you know, I, they, they need to figure out that situation. And so. United, they're about to open up their LAX lounge. The Polaris Lounge, yes, yeah. yes. So by the time this airs, the Polaris Lounge in LAX will have opened up. I'm going to. And what are your thoughts in general of Polaris Lounges? I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. I mean, the challenge is that it's, it's really hard to get into a Polaris Lounge. There's more access to Americans' uh, flagship lounges than there mm-hmm. are to Polaris Lounges. Although I have to say, as an American flyer, I had Krug in the flagship lounge. That's pretty yes. amazing. Yes. Was that and the flagship first dining? In LAX, yeah. I have, I've yet to visit flagship first dining. That's my beat, Zach. Step or, back. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wait. You, I forgot. To write. Yeah, I only do uh, only do Instagram writing these days. <laughs> so the and what other Polaris lounges do we have to open yet, or will LAX be? So after LAX opens, the last one's going to, in the U.S. will be Dulles. And when is that going to be? Twenty nineteen. It could be, but it sounds like it's possible. It could be, get pushed back to twenty twenty. They're building a, an addition to the terminal um, in Dulles before they open the Polaris lounge. So it could be some time. Otherwise, we've got um, Tokyo Narita, hmm. London, and Hong Kong are going to have Polaris lounges as well. In 2020, maybe? I'm guessing 2020. We don't, we don't have confirmed dates yet. So where do, you, you know, where do we stand now? With, so there's now, no more wine tasting, right? The wine arc is gone. The Bloody Mary cart is gone. Apparently, this is due to customer feedback, although I'm, I'm skeptical. Um, although 
I mean, to be honest, I think I was the only one on any of my flights ordering the, the wine tasting. Yeah. Because a lot of people, if they've flown it before, you know, at first, yeah. at launch, it's it's fun. It's something new and exciting. Yeah. But the excitement dies off after a yeah. few flights. And so I think what people are focused most on is sleep. And United definitely has very solid business class bedding. Yeah. And so it's Saks Fifth Avenue, but you get a mattress pad up, upon request. The gel pillow. The still, gel right? pillow. You get a regular pillow. I'm uh, a pillow hound. So pillows, I hate when you get... Yeah, I forgot Singapore Airlines. Someone has like a great like product and then you get like a postage stamp size like pillow. I'm like Yeah, Singapore's you, pillows decent. I always I my number one tip on flying business classes, I always snatch other <laughs> other blankets and pillows. Yeah. If I can get if two, there's an empty seat, right? Ideally three seats. <laughs> no, I usually just walk up to people and say, yeah, Don't you know like, who I am? Yeah, exactly. yep, you, you like, wanna, oh you need yeah. please take my pillow, Brian. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> yes. When there's open seats and then the, the second like doors close and we take off, I like start snatching them all around me. Yeah, I, I had an Etihad Dreamliner flight last year, and the cabin was was not completely empty, but there were a few seats around me, and I actually took one of their comforters and made my own mattress pad there. So, and you probably it, took it home with you too. Yeah, I didn't have room in my backpack. <laughs> I, 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 very, Do you ever steal stuff from airplanes? I so what I did take once was a sake container from Continental. So it was at the end of the Continental service, and I'm like, no way, United doesn't have these. There's yeah. no way that they're going to keep. Uh, How much did it go for on eBay? It's it's still it's it's on display in my apartment. So, I think, I think my girlfriend's hidden it actually, my, but my, it's somewhere in the apartment. My biggest uh, is I, I love stealing the Evian mist bottles from Lufthansa First Class. Oh yes, well you know what those, in the lavatory I won't steal until the very There's end. Like yeah, at the very end. There, I feel like you're yes. supposed to take those. Yes, thank you. Yes. I I think so too. Um, it's you know it's it's kind of it's a fine line I think between what is supposed to stay on the plane and what can come with you because you know it depends on the carrier. Enough that's, about that's us. We need to think about our listeners. We need to actually give them value on this podcast instead of us just bantering. So let's just end with a couple tips. There is this thing called the excursionist perk that yes. if you have United Miles, you should know about. Tell us what this perk is and how do we take advantage of it. So um, the excursionist perk, I think, uh, brought to light one of the features that had existed for quite some time was that you could add in a segment within a round trip on United. Um, so you could do that as an open jaw, which means flying into one airport and out of the next and having a flight. Between, Give us between, an example because it's hard to follow. Yeah, so an open jaw would be you know flying from San Francisco to London uh, and then going from Paris to Munich and then Munich to Newark or San Francisco. Um, and you, you just have, have to start and end of, in the same place. You don't have to in the same region uh, oh, okay. in order for it to count as a round trip. Uh, but San Francisco and Newark are in the same region, so that that's eligible. With the excursionist perk, that segment between Paris and Munich would be included, and you can stop in Munich as well for as long as you like. And so you basically you originate in region one, you go to another region, and then in that destination region, you can have a free segment within the region. Hmm. And then you go back to it's like your, a triangle, a triangle, essentially. Yeah. Let's end it with. So what the state of United, you know, with Dr. Dow incident two years ago and United you know, has had a sort of reputation of being surly. Uh, you had your famous incident with the old fashioned where they were featuring the old fashioned yeah, drink and you asked are. for it and you were barked at and then you got in a fight on, on Twitter. That was really <laughs> I fun was pulled into a fight in tw- on Twitter. I, as the CEO of this company, I was watching with popcorn in my office. <laughs> <laughs> so is United getting better, do you think? I, I think that definitely the hard product is improve, improving, um, and the soft product with Polaris is great. So just to, to explain, hard product is the physical seats, uh, and so right now United is turning out a new a retrofitted or brand new aircraft with the Polaris seats every 10 days on average. At least that's what they say they're doing. 
And so the Polaris seats are much better. They're a huge upgrade, especially from the worst United seats, which is the 242 uh, dorm style, we call it, seating in business class. So hard product and the lounges, excellent. The catering is can be very hit and miss. It depends on, on where you're originating. Uh, it depends on what entree you choose. And so obviously during our media flight, did, what did you think of the catering then? Yeah, I mean, the, the lobster mac and cheese and whatever. With big chunks of lobster, those, yeah. are, those are gone. So yeah. <laughs> it didn't last. I'm and shocked. Some of the fun I stuff. feel betrayed. How could they make us think that there was actually yeah. good food? Yeah, uh, most of the time, transcon. I love JetBlue Mint, you know, when I travel. And, I mean, I think American and United are battling for slop. I mean, some of like, it's just poor quality food. There's no other way to really slice it. When it comes it. to cuisine, yes. I mean, the catering, no question, JetBlue. Yeah. Uh, Delta, I think it's a step below JetBlue and above American and United. They take a little bit more pride in healthier uh, and, you know, presentation. And, yeah. But um, I'm, I'm going to watch these 787 tents pretty So the pretty goal closely. of that is to have them on the Transcon. Yeah, Newark. so there's two. There's going to be two daily uh, Newark-Los Angeles flights, and then there's going to be either one or two daily Newark-San Francisco flights. And do flights. those two turns internationally after they do the Transcon, or are they on that Transcon it's route? It's hard to say. Right now, they're they're just on the Transcons. We just launched with Newark-Los Angeles. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't be surprised to see those yeah. aircraft being specifically for uh, the Transcon flights. It's and a so nice-ass plane. For, it's a nice plane for yeah. domestic travel. And I, I think, to be honest, unless you get the suite in JetBlue yeah. Mint, that yeah. you know, Polaris is... JetBlue Mint, the regular seats are not great. They're kind of cramped, and you have to jump over people. So, yeah, I, I'm sweet or, or else I fly yeah. American and first. And the window seats um, on the 787-10, I feel like there's no door, but they feel very yeah. private. I would fly, yeah. Do you get all the blankets and stuff on the transfer? You don't get the, the mattress cover, and you don't get the gel pillow, but you do get the sex comforter. Uh, you get a little mini amenity kit. It's got a toothbrush and some chapstick. Mm. Uh, I think I'm asking earplugs. All right, we got to wrap this up. Elite status, you've been 1K for how many years? Five, maybe five years. Started in Gadget. Make the case that United 1K is the best elite status in the world so at that level. At 1K, you get six global premier upgrades. And I, I talked about how powerful the upgrades can be. And so with American, I, I think Executive Platinum, you get four. Yeah. Is that right? And yeah. then you have to earn more at like higher thresholds. Yeah. So um, for this year, you'll earn an additional global premier upgrade for every 25,000 elite qualifying miles. Um, but hands down, the best feature is the global premier upgrades. And compared to AA's EVIPs, which they've been choking back in advance, you can find... I find lots of availability. Using um, expert mode. Yeah, using expert mode, exactly. Instead um, of... Every route, except for perhaps some of the flights to Australia, although Los Angeles to Sydney, um, not Melbourne, but Sydney, I've, I've noticed there's quite a bit of availability, hmm. and definitely Houston to Sydney. The Tokyo flights out of Newark have tons of availability. Mm. Tel Aviv, though, is one that is really hard to find. And interestingly, the India flights, uh, Newark, Delhi, and Newark. And the new planes aren't on those. I'm surprised they don't. They have uh, they have the new triple seven on Newark, um, Mumbai now. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. I've uh, been meaning to go back to India too. So, yeah, but you what won't you find upgrade availability Air, most likely. Air India first oh, versus no. United. I haven't business. flown first class, but I, to be honest, after my business class on the triple seven, that was I, another viral Zach review. If you haven't read it, Google Zach Koenig's Air India review. It the was first rough. one, the second yeah. one, they sort of redeemed themselves. And I was with my mom and sister, so you, you thought I could, you know, maybe overlook some of the the shortcomings, but oof first class problems. Zach, thanks for joining us today. And once again, I like to end every podcast with a little bit of self-promotion on your end. So where can people follow you on social and listen to your podcast? Ah, Okay. So I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Honig, and you can find my podcast just in the suggested podcast area, probably um, on the podcast you're listening to right now, because it's another podcast from the points guy called Miles Away. 
Safe Travels Act. Safe Travels, Brian. That's all for this episode. A huge thanks to Linda Jojo and our very own Zach Honig. Again, I'm your host, Brian Kelly, and this episode was produced by Caroline Chagrin and Jessica Robniak with editing by Ryan Gabus. Our music's by Breakmaster Cylinder, and a special thanks to Adam Kotkin and Mike Bruno. If you like this episode and want to hear more, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you downloaded this podcast. But more importantly, tell your friends. The more people we have listening, the more episodes we'll make. And if you tag me on Instagram at Brian Kelly or use the hashtag talking points on social media, I might even give you a shout out. See you next week. And until then, safe travels. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.